One of the great philosophers of Maya, or perhaps philosophers in Maya, in the Western tradition, was a man named George Berkeley, Bishop Berkeley, the Anglican Church, for whom Berkeley, California is named and mispronounced. whose uh, essential philosophy can be summed up in one phrase that he made famous, which is in Latin, essa est percipi, which means to be is to be perceived. Very strange notion. Now this is the this became known as the essential premise of idealism because to be perceived means to be perceived in a consciousness and therefore what is fundamental is consciousness but if to be is to be perceived in consciousness rather than to be the consciousness which perceives something is inside out and upside down isn't it So the extraordinary thing is that idealism, as it is understood in the West, is precisely materialism. Because isn't materialism the belief that what is real is that which is perceived? It's all matter is, is that which is perceivable. And why consciousness cannot be studied scientifically, they say, because it is not perceivable. It is only that which perceives. And so both are agreed that only that which is perceived has being and the perceiver has no being. But all that exists, and we would use that word rather than is, exists only because it is perceived. Now this is the basic premise of the ego and why the ego wants its birthdays celebrated and why it wants all kinds of specialness because it is only when the ego is perceived that it exists. Now, if you put yourself in the position that you only exist when you are perceived by others, or in whatever modification of that, you only shine when you are adored by others. You're only good when you are thought good by others. You are only real when you are considered so by others. Well, haven't you given away all of your power to the other? And so to desire to be special would seem like creating the worst possible calamity for yourself in which you become absolutely dependent on the opinions of others about you. And since for the most part nobody could care less about you because they're only concerned about being perceived by you in that way. That's what's called the creation of a hell realm and capitalism, 
same thing. Money, by the way, in the capitalist system is not an asset, is not a, a, a power of value, but a debt. Fiat money is debt. And you are indebted to the system as soon as you take its illusory money. Well, the same way when you get the illusory compliments from the other, you are then indebted. And this is why people are angry at their parents, because they owe such a debt, because the parents created them by perceiving them. And therefore, if you cut yourself off from them, do you no longer exist? As that ego, yes. But only until you've given up that illusory existence dependent on the perception and experience of the other. Are you free to be? <clears throat> and again, Barclay did not make a distinction between perception and experience, but it's very important to do that because the ego actually does not perceive anything because it is lost in a labyrinth of experience. And all experience is, is an overlay of interpretation upon perception. So the ego never perceives, except what it projects and wants to see, or fears to see, which is another form of wanting. So to be, is to realize you are unperceivable. But that nothing which is perceivable has any reality except what you give it through your interpretation. But that only creates a power system on what we call quaintly the phenomenal plane. Now, is there really a phenomenal plane? No, that's unreality itself. And the idea of a noumenal plane is just an illusion that takes place on the illusory phenomenal plane. The noumenal can't be a plane, because you can't get on any plane to arrive there. And there is no you if the noumenon is real, because it is unperceivable, it is the self. And therefore there is no phenomenal plane. Because again, the phenomenon, phanos, means that which is seen. And so this misunderstanding of the relationship of the seer to the seen, in which imagination is projected as an illusory world. And it is occluded and forgotten that all of this is a play of consciousness, is the labyrinth of suffering. that is the inner structure of the ego.
And we get lost deeper and deeper in that labyrinth the more we want to be seen, <coughs> the more we want to be special to someone else who's lost in that labyrinth. the more we have forgotten that the labyrinth is our own mind. And that the mind itself is unreal. The loss of freedom begins with claiming the right to an I-thought. And that becomes one's treasure because that becomes the anchor, the identity, the infrastructure, the bones of the ego. It's the first bone is the I-thought. And every ego contracts hungry bones syndrome. It's hungry in the very marrow of its bones to be seen and adored and given real existence by another. But what other can confer real existence upon an illusion? And to refuse to see that means to lead a life of one dissatisfaction after another one disappointment, one crash, one devastation after another until one destroys that illusory existence. Because that's the only way one feels one can get out of the labyrinth is through the suicide of the one who is trapped in it rather than realizing that you can simply stop believing in the labyrinth itself or the one who's trapped in it and be free. No one is trapped. No one can trap you. The self is untrappable. And you see, this is both the frustration of the ego why can't I reach the self? Because you can't reach what you are. And yet, for the self then, the absolute liberation, the bliss of knowing you could never be victimized by anything or anyone. There is no danger, there is no death. There is only the bliss of the real. But the bliss of the real does depend on being perceived. It is the perception by consciousness of itself. The perception of the self by Shiva, the source of consciousness. 
And this is the satisfaction of all the longing of the ego misprojected onto the yearning for a lost object of childhood, the lost mother, the lost breath, breast, the lost other who is your media naranha, the lost soulmate of whatever mythological illusion you wish to hold on to. But it's really the lost self that is God. that is the return home to the self that is eternal bliss. And who is here and now looking through your eyes. May you be the perceiver. and perceive the kingdom of heaven that is laid out before you as the beautiful reflection of the one self that you are. May you realize the joy of being the unperceivable self. The vast, infinite, boundless self. The universe of which is your own intelligence writ large. And the bliss of infinite knowledge that is the silence and the stillness of the eternal real that you cannot not be.